Hey friends, it's Michelle Lamoureux and welcome to Friday Focus. This is a new series that I'm doing where I'm taking the week's interview, which can run anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, and I'm giving you the highlight of the interview. So the intention behind it is to showcase either my favorite part of the interview because it was inspirational or it had an actionable tip that you could put into effect right away and play with yourself, or it just had something really interesting that will leave you thinking. So I hope you enjoyed this week's Friday Focus. Here we go. What if they're just feeling like, I have no clue. Like, I know I want to have something of my own, but I really don't know what that is. Right. How do they navigate? Well, that's looking at, you know, what did you, what was it about the things that you've done before that you do like? And one of my mottos is that it's not what you do that's going to make you happy, it's who your job allows you to be. So look at it less about what do I want to do and look at it more like, who do I want to be? How do I want to be spending my time? What's the interaction I want with other people? And from there, your choices are different than if you just started looking for, you know, what am I going to do? Am I going to be an executive assistant? And am I going to be a marketer? And am I going to be a writer? You know, the, I call those the packages, You want to look inside that package, right? A writer uses their creativity. A writer has something different to do every day. All right, so you may not qualify to work for the New York Times, but you could find something that allows you to be creative every day and to do have variety every day. You see what I'm saying? So we're taking it off of those resume titles and putting it more into, well, how do you want to spend your time? How do you want to use your precious energy? How do you want to impact people? How do you want to collaborate And from there, we put the packages around it, right? Then we start naming, well, what could I do where I could be more creative? What could I do? You know, I have somebody who was a pharma executive who's now thinking about all the different ways they could be more creative. They've thought of having their own marketing firm. They've had a thought of having their own research firm that does, you know, polls and whatever. Um, Doing real estate house flipping because they've done that once successfully, right? So looking at all the ways that you can spend your time doing the things that you are lit up by, and maybe it doesn't have a job description that you're going to find on LinkedIn and a job, and you make up your own. You make up your own. You know, everybody's working for themselves these days. (laughs) It's never been more popular. That's true. And, you know, think like, what can I charge $100 an hour for? And get on it. Yeah, get on it. Okay, but I think so confidence becomes a a huge hit that women take. It's just this like... And the imposter syndrome. And the imposter... So a combination. So let's tackle that because that's big. Yeah, if you've done it once, you've done it a hundred times. And that that takes you convincing yourself that that is possible and that is true. And, you know, think back to your former work or, you know, if you didn't work ever, think back of yourself as a student or yourself as a leader in some kind of organization or you as a church member, how do you contribute? And if you've done it once, you've done it a hundred times. So you build off of that. And and important too is to have models, meaning not fashion models or swimsuit models, but you know, <laughs> that's not going to help the confidence at all. No, Laura. exactly. <laughs> People that you can emulate. Yeah. And, and 
have those informational interviews. You know, you, there's someone on your block who has their own business and you wonder, how do they do it? I never even see them outside, you know. So ask them to coffee or ask them if they'll give you 15 minutes on the phone and say, you know, how, what, how do you fill your days? What does that look like? How do you find clients? Join a local networking group and get an idea of how people are doing it. Um, because knowledge is power. Once you see that someone else can do it, you get more ideas on how you can do it. Absolutely. It's interesting. A woman reached out that I knew uh, just from the, the neighborhood and she asked to meet for coffee, which I happily did. Um, and she's, she was like doing the 50 coffee date kind of idea where she, she has a sense of where she's going, but was kind of trying to fine tune, like, do I need the certification in health coaching or can I just do it based on this experience? And, and some of that, I think, so let's talk about this piece because I think a lot of it's an inside job and sometimes a lo- knowledge is power and too many opinions can be too much. Yeah. Yes. Can stop you. Like right. sometimes, you. sometimes too many opinions, especially if they conflict, make you question yourself. Correct. But, you know, and, and I, you brought up a great example though. Like, you know, do I need a certification or do I have enough experience doing what I do? And that it really comes down to, you know, your confidence. But at the same time, if you're going for a certification in something, you don't have to wait until that two-year program is over to get started with what you're doing. You know, every, even, you know, physical therapy colleges or everything has internships. So consider your own business. Like you hired yourself in your own internship while you're studying and you're honest with people, you know, you're going to be one of my first clients. So I'm giving you a discount and, you know, you're going to help, you're going to help me learn. And people are willing to do that, right? People go and get their hair done by the apprentices for free to try out hair color. And you're taking a chance. With your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but you know, it's, look, I, I went into coaching with like, you know, all in both feet in, had I ever coached anybody? No. Had I never been like a mentor or a business advisor, anybody? No, but I, what I did notice was everybody asked me how I did X, Y, or Z, right? I used to work at a restaurant as a waitress because I was an actress and the ESS things go together, right? Actress, waitress. And somehow everyone asked me like, how do I get my ties into Barney's New York? How do I get my music in the hands of a producer? How do I get my restaurant off the ground? And, um, you know, I was like, why me? But somehow... <laughs> People saw that I could see the forest through the trees for my own goals. Yeah. So I helped them see the forest through the trees on their goals. And lo and behold, it became part of my career, you know, but that's just following what's in front of you sometimes. And that's where you gain the confidence is by doing. I think you just highlighted an important point, which is pay attention to what people come back to you for. What are they asking you about? What do they admire that you're able to do? Is that something you enjoy and lights you up or you only like doing it for yourself, right? There's all these clues that can help direct the path. Yes. Sounds like you read now what that's one of the things I say. And now what is like, what do other people say about you? Not that you're going to run and do it, but it is a reflection of how you impact people. You know, if they go, you should be a teacher, you know, you may not want to be a teacher in a classroom with high school kids, But what they're saying is you dispel information, you bring it down to a a basic level where I can understand it. You explain it to me well. That can be put into many different things. Absolutely. You listen to those clues as to what people say about you or what they seek you out for. They are valuable. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. Now I'm going to transition. So for women who are at home, 
start thinking about what Laura just talked about, you know, and how to build that confidence and just start, just start. I always feel like just start. You'll get information as you're on the path. But if you're just sitting in the room, just thinking about stuff, then you're just spinning in circles and you're not going to get any traction. Um, You had written something on LinkedIn in a newsletter that I loved, and this is actually what prompted me to reach out to you. So I'm just going to read this. The heading of the newsletter was either or thinking, keeping you stuck, question mark. When people come to me because they want to make a change in their career or business, among their top stumbling blocks in their path is indecision. They know they want to do something different, but they can't seem to decide what that different thing will be. Here's how this might go. Maybe you can relate. You write them. I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I think I'd like to be a writer, but I'm also considering starting a floral design business. I just can't decide. You say, why not start a floral design business and use your writing skills to tell your story and market your business or become a writer and do beautiful floral designs for your retreats and book signings. So take us into this because this something prompted you to write this particular newsletter. Yeah, I mean, I run into so many people who shop it down into either or decisions. Yeah. They're not an either or it's not black or white. There can be room for all of it. You know, you could be the CPA who sends floral arrangements with your taxes. You will never be forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) You know, here's your tax return and some flowers to make you feel better about how much you owe. (laughs) (laughs) And I included the cost for those flowers in your bill. No, I'm kidding. It's hidden in your bill. You don't don't know know that. That's right. You don't know it, but the cost of the flowers have been built into this, this, yeah, Yes, tax returns. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's rarely an either or decision. And it came from a client once who said to me, I don't know if I want to be a writer or have my own business. And I said, wait a minute, if you're a writer, you are in your own business. Your writing is your product. You're selling it. You're trying to have a contract, uh, given to you for it. You're going to have to market it. You're going to have to be out in the world with it. That is your own business. So we sometimes like we conflate them, like we collapse it into each other and think that they are, um, or it's the other way around. We separate them and think it's an either or when they really can be co-joined and go together in some way. Yeah. So catch yourself and if you're in a big either or or chopping things up into little pieces, see where the connections are and can they be mixed together or do they all point to creativity in some way? And as long as that's included, you're going to feel like your life juice is, the faucet is on to your life juice. Okay. And this is kind of what you were saying initially, which is it's not the role so much as what the aspects of what it needs to be like. So like you said, going in deeper. So how do we, how do we kind of pare that down more? Because not everyone has your ability to see that so clearly, like you said, that's why you do what you do, Laura. Right. And I think everyone can do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. True. So, so let us get into your, like share what, how your brain would process the situation. My brain is peeling away the layers of the onion and saying, so what happens if you have that? What's possible if you have that? What's possible if you have that? And I keep peeling the layers away and it gets down to when people say they want to have, you know, they want to be happier, right? And you'll be happier when you're doing more of the things that um, you enjoy, but it's it's more than that. Where meaning comes in is when what you do impacts others in small or big ways. Because none of us has a purpose alone in a vacuum. Like if you close the closet door and you hide in there, you have no purpose other than to keep the moths company. 
So, you know, your purpose is the ripple effect you have by the smile you give it to the grocery clerk, to the way you held the door for an older person on the way in. You don't know the ripple effect that those things have. So you only have a ripple effect in conjunction with other people. So when we're looking at, you know, these job descriptions or the things that we think um, would make us feel a certain way, it's going to be even more powerful if it impacts others. So I always ask people, okay, so if you're rich and famous, because that's your dream, then what's possible for somebody else? What do you cause? Well, then I can be generous and give money to a cause that I care about. Great. And then you giving money to that cause, what's possible because of that? I could affect a cure. And what's possible because of that? I can actually help people. Ah, so helping people is what's important to you. So how do we bring that into today and not be make it be contingent on you being rich and famous? And that's how I peel away the onion to bring it to something that we can activate today. It has no expiration date and it has nothing dependent upon it to have it happen. Okay. And when I, I, I came up with this or recognized this when way back many a moon ago when I was on the Oprah show and Oprah came backstage afterwards with her two producers and they were like, we're having you on again. Do you know, and anybody who's anybody knows what that could mean to your career. Right. And for two years, they tortured me. Like for two years, they'd call and be like, okay, we have a segment we think we want you to do. Oh, never mind, That's not going to work out. Oh, okay. Let's design something. And, and okay, it never worked out. Oh my gosh. And my life became about like, am I going to be on Oprah and be a millionaire already? Come on. And I totally lost sight of my purpose. And I started to suffer because everything was contingent on this goal. And I realized, wait a minute, you know, what is my purpose? And I identify my purpose as like, just because I am, I am energy that causes change. Like you will not get in a room with me and not change something in your life, even if it's just your haircut. And that's just an annoying trait about me, but it's always been there. (laughs) People change things when they're around me. And I recognized that I was off purpose, like just pursuing the goal made me lose so many days where I wasn't helping somebody change something. I wasn't energy that was causing change. So I had to get back to that and just say, forget the rest of it. And if it was meant to be, it would be, and it it wasn't meant to be obviously. Um, but that's how we get back on track with our lives. Sometimes we not getting our goal takes you completely off track from living your purpose. If you want to listen to the entire interview, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. You can do that right now on your phone. Show notes are always available at thegoodlifecoach.com with all of the interviews also available on the podcast page. And don't forget to share your favorite interviews with your friends. Okay, bye for now.